Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the 1 o'clock hour of the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Why are you doing this to yourself, Trent Condon? (laughs) You know how this is going to end. Aaron Rodgers is going to beat you. Well, I'm watching the first half highlights here when I had my football boner, as I said yesterday. (laughs) And, uh, boy, this is fun to watch, this first half. 52 is pretty good, just just in. Worth more than two number ones, including... uh, Basically flipping spots with a two and a one. They didn't overpay, Trent. Not That's for all. look. You know how I feel about Von Miller. Yes, yes. And you know I've told you this before. If I could have Khalil Mack or Von Miller, I would take Khalil Mack. And Von Miller had yesterday had three sacks, two fumbles, one recovery. So here, forced two fumbles and recovered one. Here comes Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and as this is happening, my mood changes. I said, "Why did I tweet that?" Because <laughs> right. I know how this premature is tweeting. Out. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> And, uh, well, see, I didn't see it happen. I really didn't, especially when NBC and they really had some good camera angles showing the foot and they couldn't put any pressure on. I thought, you know what? He might get them close, but there's no way. And look at Fuller makes that play. The the, the ball hit him right in the chest. Now, Adams, it was kind of a pick and the ball wasn't poorly thrown. No. It was right where it was supposed to be. But the football gods were on Green Bay side last night. As always. Seemingly is, right? 30 years. Three yeah. decades of football guys. When Randall smiled. Cobb turned around after catching that pass and saw all that green grass in front of him. Mm-hmm. And this guy, is, I mean, he's got some speed to him, too. But did you see who almost got him at the one-yard line? Was it Khalil Mack? It I was didn't. Khalil Mack. Well, I was saying score to at least give the Bears an opportunity oh, yeah, yeah. to have time. That was maybe the most frustrating part. Aaron Rodgers, he's awe-inspiring. I mean, he's just he's so mm-hmm. good. And, yes, it's my rival team. I know. That aside... I was I was entertained last night. I really was. It, it was a frustrating yes, but it was also entertaining. As a sports fan, you have to be entertained. Hit by the that. nail on the head. But Mitchell Trubisky, stop going. You have two timeouts. Mm-hmm. You have two minutes left. You don't have to keep going down the field. Dump it off. Hit a crosser. Do what did you think of his game overall, though? It's fine. Trent, you got a quarterback. He's fine. When he's mm-hmm. moving around, when they're moving pockets mm-hmm. for him, that's when he's at his best. It did feel like Matt Nagy ran out of plays. Okay, I'll give you that. It is, all right, uh, where on the menu is our second half mm-hmm. play sheet? Because mm-hmm. it didn't look like he brought that one along. Excellent point. The first half was great. It was like you haven't seen in how many years. Kind of epitomized uh, Andy Reid as the old boss, right? Yeah. Tight game. You yeah. don't want it. That's a good point. He can put things together. He can game plan well. He can mm-hmm. scheme early on. Late in tight game. Yeah, not so much. Is there a co-head coach you could also throw in with him? So did it Did it cross your mind at all last night that the damage to Aaron Rodgers was so bad that he may as well go back on the field and play because you're going to get the news this morning mm-hmm. that he's significantly hurt and he's going to miss appreciable time, if not the entire year. It I, did me. I'm, I'm still waiting for it. I thought that's how I was going to wake up this morning, that overnight there was something was going to break and he has a torn ACL, mm-hmm. MCL. And he'll be back for the 2019 season. I, right. I figure that's how it was going to be. Something is obviously wrong. How wrong? Have you seen anything? At- he, other, no, no, other than the interview we did with Michelle Tafoy after the game last night where he says he's going to play. Right. Which, you know, the adrenaline was flowing. And yep. um, um, I, I don't know. I hope he plays against the Vikings. Yes. As, as a football fan, I want to see that. knocked out by him last year, Yeah, too. absolutely. Yes. Games yes. at Lambeau Field. I want to see this. I want to see Rodgers on the field. Um, 
We, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised, though, if he doesn't go. Give me something else on the NFL from yesterday. From yesterday Let's that stuck out to me? Game. Okay. Um, I'll give you a team that, and again, I don't. I, the Buffalo Bills, as I said, are going to get the first round pick. They're going to have the first overall pick in next year's draft. They're yes. awful. But you know who I think is better than I think most people thought just because of the whole Joe Flacco can't play, and that's yeah. why they drafted Lamar? I think the Ravens are going to be good. Good, good, like playoff good. Ten and six. I think the good. Ravens is. Remember, we struggled to find a team that yep. might beat Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. And you remember how good Ravens Steelers used to be? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that was the rivalry five years ago in foot. Maybe not even. Maybe three years ago in football. And we get a good Thursday night game. Cincinnati, Cincy, and Balt. That's a nice start to Trent, Thursday night football. Go ahead now and take the elastic band off the bankroll. Oh, oh. Baltimore is legit. Okay, legit. The game's in Cincy. It is good question. I think it's Cincy. I thought it was Baltimore. Well, one of us is going to be right. It's in Cincy. All right. So, point. What's the point spread? Baltimore by a point. I was going to say point two. Is it? Is is that the actual spread? It was two this morning. Bengals money coming in early. Uh, Making a mistake. So that's you know what they're doing. You go the other way, Trent Condon. Uh We're going to go away and come back with Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune. What do you have? Another takeaway, real quick. Uh, How about Tampa, the team that I thought that I bet on was going to have the number one pick? Uh, Just a quick forty-eight spot up on New Orleans. See the quarterback. Yeah, it's not Jameis. It's not Jameis. The old man Fitz. The Harvard a, boy. The Harvard boy. Boy, he was good yesterday. And you said it all year long, too, that, that you watched New Orleans defense wear down last year. They didn't get any better in the offseason. No, they didn't. At least yesterday, as we overreact to week one. <laughs> Isn't it fun? It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. We'll be back with uh, Dylan Mons, Amestrib.com. More on the Cyhawk from a Cyclone perspective. At least the guy who covers him, Dylan Mons, joins us next. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun. Here at Camp Sun-
A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems, the right door, the right way. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. The Heritage Carousel will continue to be open to the public on Saturdays and Sundays through mid-October. The carousel opened in 1998 and rides for 50 cents for kids. Rides today are still just 50 cents for kids. For more information on times, days, and how to rent the carousel, please go to our website at heritagecarousel.org or find us on Facebook. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I take you until 2. NFL plays here tonight. Can't be in front of your television. 
we've got the early game, Jets and the Lions, the late game, the Rams and the Raiders, and we've got Dylan Montz right now from the Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Dylan's outstanding work from Iowa City this past week. Dylan joins us. How are you, my friend? Doing pretty well. Just trying to recover from from that Bears uh, Packers game last night, but 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 not too bad. You're a, that's the well. I'm working with one. Scott oh, Dockerman yeah. was on earlier. He's a Bears fan now. You misery. At least my team, the Broncos, won, or it would have been a quartet of us hanging our heads here today. Uh, but Dylan, uh, I'm sure there's some uh, uh, Cyclone fans hanging their heads a little bit uh, from this past weekend. Uh, first of all, on the Kyle Kemp, I'm assuming you were part of Matt Campbell's teleconference earlier this morning. By all accounts. Not as bad as originally thought, but not sure what that means pursuant to Saturday. Yeah, so uh, right after the game Saturday, when Matt Campbell met with the media, he said it was uh, an MCL injury, um, but it, it, it was kind of a day-to-day type of thing, and didn't expect it to be long-term. And, and, and kind of reiterate, reiterated that today. He said uh, that they even feel a little bit better about it today than they did on Saturday, but. As for the uh, Oklahoma game this weekend, I think it's still a little bit up in the air, and they're going to kind of leave it up to, to Kemp, it sounds like, to a certain extent, and kind of see what he feels like in the middle of the week. But I think for the long term uh, of the season, he'll be back at some point. But whether that's Saturday, whether that's a couple weeks, whether that's four or five games, I mean, it's it's really hard to say right now and just kind of depends on, on what he feels like here in, in the next few days or, or even next couple weeks. Zeb Nolan uh, would get the start if that's the case, if Kemp isn't able to go. We thought he was going to be the starter after we found out that Park wasn't playing a year ago against Oklahoma. What did you see out of Nolan? Obviously difficult circumstances going in there, uh, working with the defense pinned back. What do you saw out of him and, and kind of his upside going forward if he turns out to be the guy? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for him is that he did get a little bit of that experience last year when Tal Kemp missed uh, the second half against Oklahoma State and then missed the entire Baylor game. I, I think those reps were really valuable for Zeb, and he even said, um, after the game on Saturday when he met with the media that um, being around Kyle all through last season and being around him this offseason, he really could kind of uh, learn under him and, and study and prepare kind of the way Kemp does. And I think that's big, too, because, um, you know, I think Zeb has, has a lot of talent. His arm, I think, is, is really strong, and he can zip the ball a little bit. Uh, the thing that you're probably missing with Zeb that you have with Kemp is a little bit of that accuracy and decision-making just because he is still kind of a young guy. But um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, too early to say whether Kent will start or not, but I think Zeb is going to go in preparing like he will be uh, just because I think you got to. But I, I think uh, they really like what he gives them. They're confident in him. Um, but uh, it'll be a big test again now uh, with Oklahoma, who I think mm. – is brilliant offensively, and I think the defense has improved even from what it was a year ago. You know, this brings us to another topic, guys. Do you remember one of the big talkers during July and August was, what did they call them? They weren't injury reports. They were going to be availability reports. Mm -hmm. And I think it was more of a Big Ten initiative. But we haven't heard much about that since the, since that was a talker back in the summer, have we? Need, need more states probably to have gambling. Maybe for that maybe to come that to yeah maybe that's it. Uh, and you know, kind of along those lines, although not as big a deal perhaps. We were all under the assumption Colin Newell, at least um, seemingly, was going to start at center on Saturday, and that, you know, we talked a lot about a true freshman or a rather redshirt freshman in his first ever start in state rival. How's that going to go? And as we found out, it was Julian Good Jones who was, you know, back at the center position. When was that determined? Do you think that they were going to make that switch, Dylan? 
Well, that's an interesting point because then you get into the question how long do they know they were going to be without doing good Jones in the season opener. Were they preparing to play that game with Colin Newell at center and have Sean Foster slide in at left tackle because they knew that Jones wasn't going to play? Um, I think that's an interesting point. And then I think um, Matt Campbell said on Saturday they wanted to kind of get experience um, along the offensive line against um, that Iowa defensive front just because of all the problems they presented. So they wanted to have Foster over at left tackle because he had played a little bit last year and gotten in some valuable, valuable reps. They wanted to get Jones at center because that's where he spent last year um, and not necessarily throw uh, Colin Newell to the fire yet. But uh, I think um, I asked Matt Campbell about this this morning, and are you going to think about switching up the offensive line? How good do you feel about that group of five going forward? What do you kind of see maybe? And he said that um, they're probably not going to make any drastic changes just until that group kind of gets into a groove or a flow. Um, and they can kind of really evaluate because as much as uh, people saw on Saturday and the struggles that they had, I think he kind of wants to see maybe a couple games or a few games to really kind of determine what he's got there. So uh, I think you'll see that same group uh, go out Saturday against Oklahoma, but I don't think that's um, necessarily um, set in stone yet from, from the sound of it. The punting game struggled mightily. Uh, Dunn had the rugby-style kicks that he muffed a couple of times. His next one after that wasn't great. That seemed to settle in afterwards. A reevaluation of the rugby-style kick. Do you expect uh, more what we're used to seeing out there with the punting game? Yeah, I think it'll just be that straight line, uh, you know, the normal-style kick, whatever it was. And it's interesting because he did kind of play Aussie rules football, and you'd think maybe the different style of kicks would work better for him, but those were... Uh, pretty pretty brutal, pretty ugly. So I think um, once he kind of settled in and, and got into that straight line kicks, um, those were, I think, 57, 58 yards, somewhere in there. So he looked a lot better then. And I think um, at least early on, you probably got to keep it simple just because um, he is still adjusting to the American game. And, and he hasn't kicked in a game in, in two years because he redshirted his last year at junior college. Mm. Got to, uh, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Mike Rose and his debut. I mean, he led both teams as far as tackling. More solo tackles than anybody on either defense. What a debut for the true freshman, Mike Rose, who's going to man the middle of that linebacker core for the foreseeable future, Dylan. Wow. Yeah, I think, especially in the second half, um, he was really kind of all over the place and, and sticking his nose right in there and and uh, going up front with that contact. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's interesting with young guys, how tentative are they going to be? Are they going to really fly to the football like they need to? But he, he really did, and uh, it was impressive. And um, one of the few bright spots, I think, for Iowa State in that game. Um, and, and the defense, um, you know, all around was, was good and then kind of broke down late just because of how much they were on the field, I think. But, you know, I think uh, they really like what they got in him, obviously, and, and they're excited about his future, and especially um, with the way he can run stop. And now um, the challenge is going to be how do you how do you play the pass because Oklahoma is going to air it out a little bit, and, uh, and that's a whole other whole other set of problems. So uh, I think that that was a good game to, to kind of base on and kind of get your feet wet, and then um, you know ready for more challenges in the weeks ahead. Dylan, we have a hard break in twenty seconds. Uh, did you think that David uh, that uh, Matt Campbell was maybe stubborn in his use of David Montgomery? That you know, come hell or high water, I'm going to get him going. You want to get him going somehow. You want to get him the ball just because he's one of your playmakers that can do that. But I think it's for the Iowa State offensive line, you're probably going to have to pass a little bit to set up the run. So I think you could see more of that in the weeks ahead. 
Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Dylan Montz. Press conference tomorrow. Dylan will be there. We'll read about it at the AmesTrib.com, and we will talk to you on Friday. Thank you, Dylan. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, him and Travis Hines, the whole crew over there doing a nice job chronicling Cyclones football and basketball everything else that's going on in the city of Ames. Uh, Trent and I will be back. Bama Bob joins us next. Ken Miller Show, KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research. And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. Paying more for paint doesn't make it better paint. It just makes it more expensive. The Home Depot carries some of the highest quality paint brands in America, but you'd never know it by the price. Like top-rated Bear Premium Plus, starting at only $26.98 a gallon. Look around. You can always find a higher price, but you won't find better paint. Quality paint. Lower price. Now with 100% satisfaction guarantee. Only at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. 
It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello. It's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller & Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's our final segment of the uh, program. Of course, Monday Night Football plays here tonight. Trent, does that get you off the air early? It's got to. No, no, we're going right up till Right up until 6. Okay, kickoff is 6.10. i got to pay the bills, you know. I understand. Yeah. I get it. Uh, Detroit uh, and the Jets early, the Rams and the Raiders late. Well, let's recap some college football still to come. Nick Athen will spend five or six minutes on uh, KBGG's NFL team, the Kansas City Chiefs, who start their season 1-0. Let's get Bama Bob in here. As we go around the five power conferences and a couple of other nuggets before we get out of here. Bama, how are you? Doing good, Ken. The best four words in the English language, Monday night football doubleheader. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I agree with you, most years. Beth Mullins has the late game. The new Monday night game crew has the early game. I- I'm not sure who gets the better announcers because I am not sold on Testator, Witten, and Booger, at least yet. How about you, Bama? Yeah. No, it's too much of a college thing, I think. is coming from the college game uh, straight into, I mean, what is obviously their prime property, which is Monday Night Football. I mean, it just I've never been a big Testator fan anyway. That's a conversation for another day. But it, it just sounds too much like, uh, you know, especially McFarlane and Testator. I know Witten is good. I don't think he's Tony Romo good. No, I don't either. And But, you know, it is what it is. It's not, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm not going to watch because of who's calling the game. Right, right. So. I'm with you. Well, let's get into the college game, boys, and let's go around the five Power Five conferences. We'll do so in alphabetical order. Uh, let's start in the Big 12. Uh, Bama, we'll start with you. Your biggest takeaway from uh, uh, the Big 12 this past week was what? Well, um, you know, I think it's Ohio State and West Virginia. We, I, I said that, I, I believe, you know, starting out, and nothing that I've seen 
has changed that. Ohio, I mean, Oklahoma, I'm sorry, I said Ohio State. It's Oklahoma and West Virginia. Oklahoma's really good. Kyler Murray's the real deal. Um, I don't know when they're really going to get tested. Um, you know, ISU, uh, uh, Iowa State, man, what just an ugly game against Iowa. Uh, Kansas State, not enough. I saw them against Mississippi State. Yeah, me too. Uh, they just don't have enough explosive plays. Um, and, and, you know, listen, Texas, again, you know, almost lost at home to Tulsa. And how bad is Central Michigan? <laughs> I mean, Kansas is a 46-game road losing streak, and they win by 24. So, you know, really, I guess the overall thing for me in the Big 12 is it's, it's Ohio. It, it's Oklahoma and West Virginia. I mean, that's. For me, that's it. Maybe maybe Oklahoma State, we'll see how they look against Boise, but nothing's changed my opinion that I've seen so far. Uh, how about you, Trent Condon? Uh, yeah, it's kind of wait and see. Texas sneak, sneaking by Tulsa by a touchdown, though? No, I'm with you. A little scary. Some problems there. Get to bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm. Not the Big 12 championship game. There's the realistic goal for the Longhorns this year. Yeah, uh, my biggest takeaway, and Batman, you touched on it, was uh, Kansas finally winning on the road at the expense of Central Michigan. Good for those kids to finally get a road win. Uh, It didn't come down to the last play, uh, anything like that. It was um, something they could stand on the sidelines the last couple of minutes anyways and realize that they were about to snap that just god-awful streak. Uh, Like you, Bama, I think Oklahoma clearly is uh, head and shoulders over anybody in the conference. They come to Iowa State this Saturday, 11 o'clock, on ABC. Um, TCU did not impress me, although it was awful conditions on on Friday night rather against SMU. Uh, yeah. But until further notice, Oklahoma's conference to uh, lose and probably um, by a fair margin. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, and, again, we'll, we'll find out a little bit about TCU this week, but I don't expect that game really to be competitive. Let's go to the Big Ten, boys, and uh, we can pick a division. You can f- comment on both of them. But, Trent, I'll get you to go first. What did you learn about the Big Ten after this week? Uh, I think I'm right on Purdue. It was losing to Eastern Michigan. Good for Tyler Wiegers, former Hawkeye quarterback. What game he had? Two straight games. He's played at a high, high level. But, you know, good to see uh, certainly that from Chris Creighton's perspective, mm-hmm. former Drake coach. Mm-hmm. Purdue, though, it's a long rebuild. Last year was ahead of schedule. Takes a while. And, and I think you're seeing that right there. Nebraska. They got a quarterback. Got a quarterback, mm-hmm. but... Again, a hurt quarterback. Sadly, rebuilds take a while. Yeah, absolutely. Give up thirty-three in your first game. Colorado can put points up, but and, yeah. and I have a feeling we'll be talking about one person in particular on that Colorado <laughs> once we get to the Pac-12. <laughs> Bama, you tweeted it, and you're hundred percent right. But we'll save that. What did you learn about the Big Ten, Bama? Yeah, just uh, the Nebraska thing was that was a great game, by the way. Yeah, I it mean, was. Really, really fun game to watch. I was in and, in and out of that a lot. Uh, I tried to stay with Iowa, Iowa State. I just couldn't make myself do it um, because that one was so good. Um, but, look, I, I just, you know, I worry about them with the bowl game now. I mean, because if you think about it, they've already lost the game, you know, to, to scheduling, so they're not going to get to make that up as of yet. Uh, now they lose this one to Colorado. So, guys, they've only got 10 games to get six wins to get to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And where are those going to come from? We've already talked about their side of the draw. You know, at Ohio State, at Michigan, uh, is is tough. Um, they got, I think, they got Iowa. They got to go to Wisconsin. Um, you know, look, I feel bad if the quarterback is hurt. If Martinez is out for any period of time, that's just going to make things worse. I, I didn't like the clock management um, by Nebraska. And I know that they play tempo, and I know this is what we do, all that kind of stuff. At some point, you have to try to leave as little time as possible on the clock, but. 
you know, outside of that, you know, the big four, if you will, uh, all easy wins. Michigan State going to the desert. I mean, mm-hmm. it, uh, just tough loss out yep. there. They're, they're going to, it looks like they could struggle to score points too. Um, you know, so I just, but the biggest takeaway for me was Nebraska. And having lost that game to Akron, I worry about them getting to a bowl. Hmm. I just realized we just skipped, or I skipped right over the ACC, so we'll go back to that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I don't want to say about the alphabet starting <laughs> yeah. out, but I just went with it. So, you know, hey. <laughs> uh, it's Monday. What can I say? Uh, exactly. my, my biggest takeaway from the Big Ten, I got a couple of them. Um, I want to start Northwestern losing again to Duke. Uh, was kind of eye-opening to me. I like the way Northwestern won on opening night of the, of the season. They had a long week to prepare and get ready for that football game. As you mentioned, Bama, Michigan State, it's a house of horrors for teams that are based in the eastern time zone to go and play uh, in Arizona. Typically, it does not end well. Michigan's offense exploded. Not sure what they beat. Ohio State is really, really good. Can't wait till this week when they'll be tested. And I'm wrong on the Iowa Hawkeyes. They're going to be better than I thought. That defensive line is legit, allows those young linebackers an opportunity to run around. They've got good safety play. Worried about their offense. Um, Nebraska's got a quarterback, and we move backwards in the alphabet <laughs> to the uh, ACC. <laughs> the Canadian alphabet. <laughs> right, thank you. Uh, let's yeah. go first on the ACC. Bama, what did you learn? Uh, a couple things. I mean, good good win for Clemson uh, at A&M. Uh, that, that, was, that was an experience win. That, that was just a team that's been there, done that before. Big games, playoffs the last... Uh, three years, national champion, um, just a lot of experience, a guy that knows how to coach. Um, listen, they got a little bit lucky. Uh, I thought the the touchdown or uh, the fumble through the end zone, I, I thought it went out at the one. I didn't see that as a touchback. Uh, we don't know how that would have changed things. So, But all in all, listen, the ACC, we talked about it's going to go through them. Uh, I learned Willie Taggart can't really coach. Yeah. I mean, they, they were – they were damn lucky to beat Sanford. That game was, I think Sanford was up by almost mm-hmm. eight, nine points with eight or nine minutes to go in that game. I actually flipped over to it. Uh, in the end, as you would expect, uh, but that's two games in a row. Taggart has not had a team ready to play. The opener against Virginia Tech and then Sanford, who is not even an FCS playoff team. The other thing is North Carolina is really, Awful. really bad. They lost by 22 to an East Carolina team that lost in week one. So North Carolina A&T, so it is going to be a very long season in Chapel Hill. Yeah, Larry Fedora's seat is hot. He said some things about concussions at the uh, ACC media days that uh, didn't go over well and uh, not going to end well. Trent, your thoughts on the ACC? I'm ready for September 29th for the Coastal Division crown. Duke Vatek. Yeah, Duke's quarterback's hurt. Daniel Jones got hurt. Yeah, he's good. So Vatek, Kosin. I think probably, unless yeah. Jones can get back. I'm with you, Trent. Those look clearly like the two. Oh, maybe Georgia Tech, maybe, maybe. They lost to South Florida. I told you I liked that Georgia Tech team. Yeah. I was disappointed in that one. Yeah. Defense still has a lot of work to do. Uh, my takeaway is kind of like Trent's, uh, talking about Duke. Um, I was impressed that they were able to beat Northwestern back-to-back years, but Daniel Jones, their quarterback, going down, and Duke gets Baylor at Baylor this week as they stay uh, stay on the road, this time going into the Big 12. Clemson, uh, that game was fun, Bam. I'm with you. The A&M-Clemson game, Cle- A&M had a chance, albeit uh, slight at the end, uh, but Clemson yeah. just uh, too good, and the defense reared its head. Florida State is bad, boys. Uh, to, to have to come back and uh, give give everything you got to beat a Sanford team. You just you shouldn't have to do that if you're Florida State. Bad year for the Power Five schools in the state of Florida. 
Yeah, and look out. Yeah, see, that's a that's a better overall thing, Ken. The state of Florida not looking good. Uh, and look out at Syracuse this week when Florida State goes up there. Not going to be easy to the Pac-12 oh. boys. Uh, whose turn is it? It's yours, Trent Connor. What did you learn about the Pac-12? Pac-12-wise, Arizona's terrible. Mm-hmm. And they could have got Kenny Lola. And what happened to Khalil Tate? Yeah, yeah. Well, he had, what, 20-some yards rushing in the first game. Oh. And Oliver and company shut him down. Maybe it would have been a good thing to bring in the right coach instead of, mm. oh, Kevin Sumlin, he's okay. We'll go with him. Yeah, collecting yeah. two paychecks. Right. Yeah. And it shows. Wing and a miss. And on the other side of the state, how about Arizona State? <laughs> Herb Edwards. Herb Edwards. Yeah, I'm with you. Nobody saw this coming. No, not at oh. all. Uh, Bama, what would you learn about the Pac-12? Yeah, I'm with <laughs> I had that exactly opposite. I thought someone was going to be better than Edwards, and uh, through two games, that is not the case. Um, listen, a lot of good teams out there. Utah 2-0, Cal 2-0, Washington State 2-0, Arizona State 2-0. Chip Kelly's going to struggle this first year, uh, maybe more so than we thought. Um, listen, uh, Colorado, to me, I mean, Stanford, good win, mm-hmm. but USC's freshman quarterback, I mean, is, is playing like a freshman quarterback. But you can see why they went with him, didn't don't you think, Bammy? He's got some upside there, Daniels. He does have some upside, and I don't think they really have much choice. Right. I mean, so well, you know, what are you going to do? You're not you're not in the national championship hunt, so you know, give, let's hope he doesn't get hurt. Give him some playing time and give him some experience, and let's look a couple of years down the road. Um, you know, outside of that, uh, the best player that I didn't hmm. know existed, Lavisca Chanel. Mm-hmm. I mean, six two, two hundred and twenty pounds of nasty, and he is going to wreak hell in that conference this year. I mean, already through two games, twenty-one receptions, three hundred eighty-eight yards, and a couple touchdowns. I mean, he he is an NFL receiver mm-hmm. that is playing in college, and that throw at the end of the game and that catch against Nebraska was was a thing of beauty. And he is going I, – I, I didn't know – I kind of heard the name. Uh, hadn't really watched him much, honestly. But, oh, my goodness, is he going to be good. No doubt about it, Bama. And uh, I think Mike McIntyre is going to survive there. His seat was clearly hot two years yep. ago. They had a really good year. Some off the, There's some stuff off the field that he survived because they had won 10 games last year, followed it up with a, a non-bull year last year. But this Colorado team looks legit. And you're right about LaVisca Chanel. Remember that name, him and uh, the quarterback, Montez, are going to, yep. uh, going to be a problem this year. And uh, what a good summer. moment after the game in the interview. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did I mean, not. Good for McIntyre. He was emotional because, you know, his son played. Yep. Uh, his son's win. pretty good, too. Son played good. Yep. Played well. Uh, big win at Nebraska. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, they're gonna, they're gonna, they might make some noise in the north out there. They might cause a little, little, little trouble for some people. Um, can I go first on the SEC? Take it away. Yeah. Can I go first? My, my big takeaway, Batman, I don't know if you were watching this. The last game in the world, I thought I was going to be watching the fourth quarter on Saturday night. We got all these primetime games going on around us, and I'm on the SEC network watching, of all teams, <laughs> the Kentucky Wildcats yep. back off the Florida Gators. What a thrilling game. Very happy for uh, Mark Stoops that they find it, because they were so close, Bama, last year. They, yep. uh, gave it, they gave it away to them, and they weren't going to let that happen again. Going into the swamp and beating Florida the way that they did. First time since, what is it, eight? 86 or 87 
Yeah, Not, 31 years. 31 years that they've and been they able play to, every year. Right, because they're in the East. It's amazing. This isn't like one of these every four-year deals. Uh, right, but that exactly. was my biggest takeaway was watching Kentucky beat Florida, which kind of goes back to our previous theme about the Power Five Florida schools. Yeah. Yuck. Uh, Bama, uh, SEC-wise for you. Yeah, I, I'm with you on Kentucky. I, the thing that shocked me there, they were the more physical team, Ken, um, and, and that really, really surprised me because, you know, Dan Mullen – built a pretty physical group over at Mississippi State. I think that just tells you how soft that team is uh, that, that Jim McElwain left behind. They still got a quarterback problem with Felipe Franks. Um, you know, he, he's, he's just so inconsistent. Um, you know, outside of that, I think we can put, you know, the, the question we asked back in the summer, if not Georgia, who? Mm. There is no who. Nope. It's Georgia. Uh, they just went in and mauled South Carolina. Look. They've got a couple tough road games at LSU and at Auburn. Uh, I don't expect them to lose both of those. Uh, so I think it is clearly their division. Um, A&M found themselves a quarterback, Kellen Mond, um, and, you know, he's going to be good. Got a little lucky on a couple of throws. That last touchdown went right through a defender's hands. Uh, and Mississippi State, they're going to knock somebody off yep. in the West this year. I don't know who it's going to be, but they are with Fitzgerald. Uh, that was a really good win at Kansas State. And, you know, they've got a nasty defense. A lot of the buzz coming out of the media days was that they might have the second-best defense in the division, uh, which raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, I don't know that because Auburn's pretty damn good. So is LSU. LSU's good, but uh, they're right there. I agree. They're going to be a problem for somebody. No doubt. Trent, uh, SEC. Alabama does not have a quarterback controversy. It's... Tua. Ridiculous how yeah. good Tua is. It's unreal, isn't it? I mean, Arkansas State, Bama, you really? know this. That, that's a good Sun Belt program. They're the favorites in the Sun Belt. And, and it just, uh, they, it was JV. It was just, it was <laughs> yeah. JV. Throwing whatever he did, it's scary how good this team can be now. Yeah. Well, and Ole Miss gave up 70, or, you know, gave up 42. The Southern Illinois, Alabama might score 80 on them this week. <laughs> <laughs> is that this week? stop anybody. Yeah. I mean, oh. In Oxford. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. All right, boys, let's do this. Uh, and I'm sure that's all the same. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have a different top four. Trent, your top four, do you have an order? Bama, yes. one. Georgia, two. Okay. With that win in mm-hmm. that fashion, pulled away in the fourth quarter. Uh, three, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Clemson, four. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not fair to put Clemson, four. They went on the road and actually played somebody. Mm-hmm. But from what we've seen, Ohio State... They're like a pissed-off team. Yeah, they are. Bama, your top four? Uh, pretty much the same. Alabama first. I mean, the offense is just its absolutely scary, just beyond scary. Uh, and young, that's the scarier thing. Uh, Georgia, too. Uh, I love the win at South Carolina. Big win on the road uh, in the, within the division. I got Clemson three just because I give them a lot of credit for going on the road and, and winning, albeit a close game, didn't cover, whatever. Tougher, that was a tough environment. And I'm with you on Ohio State. Although I'm telling you, to me, it's really between Ohio State and Oklahoma. Oklahoma just looked damn good. Uh, Ohio State really hasn't played much, but I'm with Trent. They have a look of a team that's really ticked. And I think when Urban gets back, uh, they're going to unleash a little bit more <laughs> on everybody else. So mm. 
I'm going with Ohio State at four right now, but, uh, man, I, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't mind watching them play Oklahoma. Uh, my, mm. We've got the same four, just different order. I can't move Clemson. I'm going to leave them two, Alabama one. Ohio State is three, and Georgia is four for me. One game, boys, as we look ahead to Saturday, you got one. Bam, I'll start with you. It can be a sleeper. It could be uh, the game that you cannot miss. What would that be this coming Saturday? Well, the one I can't miss is going to be LSU at Auburn because of the, the way the two teams opened the season. Didn't really play much last week. Uh, we're going to find out how good Burrow is at quarterback yeah. um, You know, against this Auburn team on the road. I'm going to give you a, kind of a sneaky one late at night. Washington at Utah. Man, that mm-hmm. has got a chance to be a, I think, got a chance to be a good game. Utah went to Northern Illinois. Tough trip, tough place to play, and won a game this week. So, um, you know, I'm just I think that could be a little bit tricky for Washington. That's a that's a good one. And ESPN's got it too. It's not like a Pac-12. Yeah, nine o'clock. Yeah, I haven't circled if you ever see that at seven. Grab the Utes. There's a little something to keep Are an they eye at on. Seven this. right now. It's six, six and a half most places. You're that waiting for seven. I'm wait, if I get a seven, I'm hopping aboard. I, okay. I love the Utes in that spot too. For me, I want to see Ohio State against TCU. That's mine too. In Jerry World. Yep. Just uh, they're playing somebody with the pulse. And Bama, you mentioned it. TCU Friday night had the delay in there, and they're playing for the skillet, one of the greatest trophies in sports, the iron skillet. Yeah. You never yeah. know what's going to happen in a rivalry Throw game. out the records, yes, Trent, yes. when you're playing for the skillet is on the line. <laughs> That's uh, exactly right. Good stuff. Bama, we will uh, we'll have more than uh, what we'll, t- we'll bring up the games we all talked about, and there'll be a few more in there. When we reconvene on Friday afternoon, have a good week, Bama, Bob. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Always enjoy it. Take care. So do we. Take care. Bama Bob talking college football as we recap going around the Power Five conferences on Mondays. All right, let's switch to KBGG's NFL team, shall we? Nick Athen. By the way, Nick's got another website coming up. He is launching another one, uh, Chiefs-related. It is called the Chiefs Blitz. Mm -hmm. We'll find out from Nick while it's do so right now. Nick, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good, Nick. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, before we get into the game, uh, I saw that you uh, on Twitter, you are once again, you can't stay away, can you? Just when you think that you're out, they reel you back in. You're now uh, going to, um, well, tell yeah. us about ChiefsBlitz.com. Uh, I, yeah, I think I'm in the Godfather 3 stage at the moment. Yeah, I keep retiring, but uh, um, no, a buddy of mine, Keaton Henry, and I, uh, we worked a little briefly on Chiefs Update, just decided to go solo. So ChiefsBlitz.com will debut Friday. And it's going to be old school. You know, we're going to write actual articles. We're not going to do this blog. And here's two sentences about what the latest move is. Everybody gets that information. So we're going to we're putting the staff together, and we're just going to kind of go old school and uh, and see what happens. Mm. Well, let's recap the uh, the uh, big win over the Chargers yesterday. I mean, I, I guess we'd have to start with Tyreek Hill, although I was impressed with Mahomes yet again. Um, what a weapon they have in Tyreek Hill. I, I know it's you know it goes without saying, uh, yep. but was that his best game? Maybe as a pro, certainly the best half as a pro. Yeah, I think that's his best game as a you know as a Chief. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, just a play he made in the third or fourth quarter in that third and thirteen and. You know, he's just, uh, you know, he he and Mahomes just from day one, you know, they just kind of got into a groove, and they worked together in the off season, and they spent a lot of time together. Um, you know, they, he, they both know the offense inside and out. And I think the biggest thing that, you know, Hill has said in the past, and I think he said it after the game, you know what, with Patrick Mahomes, Smith was a good quarterback, with Patrick Mahomes, uh, I've learned you just keep running. <laughs> so he'll, he'll just find you. So, I mean, listen, I mean, what the Chiefs offense did yesterday, considering Kelsey had one catch, 
Um, Watkins had two. Um, you know, the, our fullback was the second leading uh, as far as numbers go in receiving. I mean, I just think the Shermanator. That, the Shermanator. I, I, I shudder to think if they can all get in a groove in the offensive line, who I thought actually played very well uh, against the Chargers without Bosa. If that, if they ever get into any kind of rhythm, I mean, guys, you know, lights out for this football team. Now, defensively, the secondary sucks. Uh, but, you know, if you keep putting that kind of pressure offensively, you just make enough stops defensively, as the Chiefs did a couple of times in key situations, then, you know, then, then they, they got a chance to, to really be strong this year. How come San Diego, or San Diego, how come the Chargers can never find a kicker? I mean, this has been uh, decades. It's, it's the Lynn Elliott School of Kicking. You know, you get a head coach or a special teams guy and says, I got to have this guy, got to have this guy. There's some really good kickers on the street right now. Yeah. And for whatever reason in San Diego, it just does not click for them on special teams. Again, more woes for special teams. I mean, you know, the gaffes and the blocking and the coverage for Hill and then the fumble and, and the field goal. And, you know, that's why they missed the playoffs last year. And they're likely going to again, Nick, and it's just that I don't know what it is about this Charger team. Look, the Chiefs have beat them now nine straight times in the regular season. That is absolutely remarkable. Uh, yep. Nick, um, you know, we, we we talked a lot about the schedule, and it certainly doesn't get any easier because the Steelers await <coughs> this week as the team stays on the road. I wasn't <laughs> impressed with Pittsburgh yesterday, I'll be honest with you. I know Cleveland was all fired up after hard knocks and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, and they had the distraction in the locker room perhaps with James. James right. looked good. Uh, what's it going to take to beat this Pittsburgh team on Sunday? You know, I, I thought they were terrible. I mean, they, they should have easily won that football game, and they just did it. They went into the cruise mode, and I, I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth, but, that, but, but, but they missed Todd Haley as their offensive coordinator. You know, as much as I disliked him as the Chiefs head coach, and you know, but he kept Ben Roethlisberger under control. He kept the, that offense together. And they just didn't look the same. And I know Bell wasn't playing, but they certainly had production of running back, so there's really no excuse for that. And defensively, they did some nice things, but for Kansas City, now all of a sudden, you know, Pittsburgh showed some vulnerability. Now, let's be honest, they're always a different team at home, and they'll probably put 50 points up on the Chiefs' defense. But if Patrick Mahomes can come out and the defense, you know, makes some adjustments and maybe, God willing, Eric Berry plays, you know, then, then I, I, I give this a 50-50 chance for Kansas City, whereas at the beginning of the season, um, you know, I thought there's no way they had a chance to win this game. In fact, I didn't even pick them to beat the Chargers, so um, I was pleasantly surprised. So I'd say it's in my heart right now it's a pick-em game. Hmm. Uh, in your heart right now are the Chiefs to beat in the AFC West after what you've seen uh, through Week 1? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I know we haven't seen the Raiders yet tonight, and, and uh, I'm assuming they're going to get some pretty good tonight, but um, yeah, I think absolutely. You just you look at what they haven't accomplished yet. Again, no, no, no running back really play, no tight end play. Only one wide receiver really was in the flow of the mm-hmm. offense. I mean, you just you just think about that. If you're in the AFC West, you're going, "Oh my God, he did that with this, and nobody else did that." I mean, it's just remarkable. And again, you know, it's one game. So at the end of the day, what does it really mean? It means hey, they had a good first week. I mean, listen, if the Chargers receivers don't drop two touchdown passes, it's probably a different game. But who knows? Maybe that motive, that would have motivated Mahomes to make even more plays. So 
I think at the end of the day, they're the team to be right now in the AFC West. Excellent point on Travis Kelsey. I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to. One catch, six yards. Uh, they will be, uh, they'll find each other. The chemistry will come between those yep. two. Uh, ChiefSplits.com starts on Friday. Nick, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. We'll talk more about the website in the first weekend of right. such, and we'll recap Pittsburgh. Thank you. Hi right, guys, thanks for having me on. Yep, good to talk to you, Nick Athen, Chief Splits on uh, ChiefSplits dot com, and on Twitter he's at Chiefs Insider. All right, Trent Con, we got a couple of more games tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know you're not taking off early. Nope. Um, do you have an opinion on either? Do you like one more than the other? It seems like the Rams is too easy. So I might just doesn't put, it? I, I might. In fact, I was looking at the first half number. So it's four and a half is the number. Mm-hmm. But if you bet Raiders first half, you get three. Which, mm-hmm. so start, remember the Rams didn't play any of their starters, especially offensively, mm-hmm. throughout the preseason. Maybe a slow start. If I had to make a bet, and well, you will. I, I have to, right. because I have an addiction. Right, and there so, is a game. And there is a TV, game. So, so I'm going to play a half unit, Raiders first half tonight. I'm really, I'm really I digging deep, aren't I? Yeah, well, you got to play something. Yeah. I'll come with you. What, what do you think of uh, game one? Jets, Lions, Patricia's mm, debut. Yeah, I, got, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it, not hearing it. Yeah. I'm not. I don't like the new NFL, the, the new Monday Night Football crew, and you know how I feel about Beth Mullins. Mm-hmm. Nails on a chalkboard. Well, you can listen to the game on 1700. Yeah, but how can I match it up? That's the well, you tricky. got a DVR, right? So you just sync it. So you got the oh, radio going, hit pause for 10 seconds, whatever it takes. You know, how Same. stupid am I with technology wise? That is so easy. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. But here's the bad part. Not the bad part. It's sports. I'm going to watch some Cubs tonight with Lester. Sure. This is a big series. Once again, Milwaukee, two games back, mm-hmm. three games against their foe at Wrigley. And it sets up it's Lester, it's Quintana, it's Hendricks. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I might end up watching more baseball tonight. Yeah, probably not. But more than you would more think than on a normal. Monday night yes. doubleheader night, right. right? Yes. If you can't be in front of your TV, you can uh, hear the games right here. Last thing before we go, you and Jimmy B today from 4 to 6, and what have you two knuckleheads got planned? Our old buddy John Bonacamp's going to be stopping by. We'll break down the Iowa State game from his vantage point in the 4 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour. A lot of NFL talk with our buddy Tad Haslip from the Sporting News. And we will get you ready for the game because 10 minutes after we go off the air, we got kickoff on a Monday night. Are Bowen Camp's Dodgers going to win the West? They're a half game out beginning play tonight. He'll just say they're fine. That's I all think they get. probably are. They probably are. I think are, are we I almost not, at though. the point that you have to win that division to get in? It's looking that way, isn't it? Yeah, the two teams in the Central, yes. both the 1-2 in the wild card right now. We will be back tomorrow at noon. Zubin Mahente is going to join us. Always look forward to that segment. Uh, Zubin here on a Tuesday about 12.25. Doubleheader Monday Night Football here. Jimmy B and TC, 4-6. to six, They precede the MNF Double Dip. Uh, we appreciate you being here with us. On a Monday, all of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. New to the area or looking for another dentist? Uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry uh, might be your solution. Trent and I will be back tomorrow at noon. On the Ken Miller Show, it's 1700 KBGG. High school football each and every Friday night right here on your home for high school sports. 1700 KBGG. Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Walkers, families, friends, and supporters will gather at Principal Park on October 6th for the Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS, where they will celebrate their support and help raise awareness of the disease. ALS is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. Eventually, people with ALS will lose the ability to initiate and control muscle movement, which often leads to total paralysis and death within two to five years of diagnosis. For reasons unknown, veterans are twice as likely to develop ALS. To join our fight of ending ALS, visit walktodefeatals.org. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines, Accumulus Station, big news, big talk, and...